Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back with the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. It's a Thursday. We're hurtling towards the weekend. Ooh, baby. Luke, I've got a few days off uh, in a few weeks, and right. I've not, we've not booked anything um, because it Clifton just House? seems very stressful. You are? You want to go to Clifton House again? Want to go to Clifton House again? Yeah, I, I, I know a slight holiday is is going to present itself, but I've not, I've, I've not. Uh, I just find the whole idea of PCR tests, vaccine uh, passports, just a little bit daunting and a little yeah. bit upsetting, and just. You know what my admin's like? I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to get COVID inexplicably again. The admins are put a pain. Mm. A few people are going to Greece, although that's still amber at the moment, so at time right. of recording, so I'm not really sure what that's all about. Um, mm. Why don't you just find a green country and just go there? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, but you, they all have different entry requirements, and they sort of say you've got to do this and you've got to do that, and you've got to take these tests with you. And, and a lot of them seem to be very much done on the honour system. A friend went to Greece, and he had to – he took with him these sort of PCR tests, and you have to uh, do the PCR test, and then you – place it next to your passport you take a picture and send the passport uh, picture and pcr test picture to uh, the authorities in question in greece now right i i realize that some of them are done over zoom some of them you have to go in person to do the test but you could just a presumably doctor the photo to say that it's negative when it's actually positive or just get you know wipe it on the inside of a, a baby's mouth or a dog's mouth, you know, just, just anything. Just a that's dog's not you, mouth. effectively. Why put, put it in on a the dog's inside mouth. of a dog's mouth? <laughs> Write that down on your little Where's that come PCR, from? PCR a dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you'd be negative, wouldn't you? You're it's absolutely like right. clean it's, piss if you've uh, done some drugs. It's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's an, it's an honour system thing, isn't it? And, and mm. I, it, the thing that kind of made it strange to me is when I flew to the US last month, mm. the US weren't recognising... British certain types of British vaccines and they weren't interested in the NHS vaccine passport, right? I didn't want to know. What they did want Yeah, they want a test, right? Right. Well the test they want, you do at home. So So you you could just report that and get a text message, whatever. All you gotta do is find the serial number and report it and get and just say it was negative. You decide that it's negative. No one else does. Yeah, exactly, and, and it is all on this on the system. But and and my partner saying, "Well, you wouldn't want to get on a flight if you had COVID because you'd infect everyone." Yeah. And I went, "Sarah, are you? I, I sorry, uh, partner, I have access to. I <laughs> are you like are you aware that there's a lot of dickheads out there? There's a lot of absolute psychopaths, and 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 there is no bigger." unreasonable person as someone who's been really looking forward to a holiday no that <laughs> is absolutely they are, true un- and people they are, are unreasonable never, and people listen we can put this out to their listeners hello at lukeandpeach.com mm. i would posit the following people are human beings in the uk particularly but wherever i've been but mostly the uk perhaps because that's where i've had the most experience are the very worst version of themselves at airports yes yeah there's stress there's excitement there's hope 
and there's, there's a lot of alcohol and there's kids yeah so whether it's things. every single experience you have at an airport where you see another human being not every single a lot of them are either a man who's been at the airport since 4am drinking lager <laughs> uh, a family of kids that won't behave themselves a family of kids that won't behave themselves because the mum has made them get up to be at the airport four hours before for no reason yeah, uh, yeah people yeah. who can't hear the announcement people who can't get it from the shopping bit to the departure gate quick enough people who get to the departure gate three hours early and won't you know, it's absolutely endless people like me who slam a lot of volume and then can't walk <laughs> <laughs> people who are annoyed that have to walk through that really acrid smelling perfume section at every single airport terminal you go to that's me yeah it's crazy how bad it is at airports people it's just the worst version of everyone at the airport like even <laughs> even like the, i'm probably the most impatient person i know and this, right. the waiting around is just awful for me i just can't be doing with it i cannot be doing with it the, the, the worst ever one i had was it was when the wi-fi i have access to was still living in the u.s Mm. and um, I'd come back from visiting her in February. I think it was probably around Valentine's Day or something because I'm such an old romantic, Pete. Uh-huh, yeah. And okay. um, I was flying back from um, from um, the US, from Boston, mm. and I remember getting to the airport was a complete nightmare because it was snowing so bad. Then when I got to the airport a bit later than I wanted because of that reason, it was really stressful got through security, got to the airport, and like because they're so good there normally because they're so used to dealing with that weather. Yeah. But this was particularly bad. Um, we boarded the plane to fly overnight back to, the, to London, and um, it was crazy because every time we got to the top of the runway to start the takeoff, the, the wings iced up again. So that to go back <laughs> and get the de-icer done, and it was so bad that the, the gap between the de-icing and the takeoff, it kept freezing. So we just sat on the plane, and then the airport closed, oh, right? Would you not sort of go, oh, sod it. Let's just take off. Let's take our <laughs> take our chances. The, the pilot was coming through. The, through he's a Dutch guy. He's really friendly. The pilot was coming through the cabin being like, oh, I'll get you your dinner now. You guys can have your dinner on the ground. We'll get there some dinner. We'll, eat, we'll all have some dinner and some wine. And so he yeah. did that, which is quite nice. And anyway, yeah. eventually, cut a long story short, we actually got out there, got yeah. up and we got away. And, and here I am today, but. It was hours and hours and hours. And airports, I swear, they make them so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I guess they don't want people... They don't want people sticking around, do they? They want people moving. They want people grooming. Not like, well, they've seen that Tom Hanks around. movie, probably. Exactly. The man who just saw... The man who lives in the airport, I believe it was called. Yeah, um, it was, actually. You should have called it that. <laughs> Everyone would know well, where they stood. Well, speaking of planes, uh, Luke, did you, fuck, did you fucking see this, mate? You fucking <laughs> see this, mate? Mental. Um, one of those absolutely demented Red Bull. Um, you know, they're, they're a company that they they make energy drinks, but they spend a lot of marketing uh, dollar on just fun. They just yeah. spend like they do like a lot of stuff with like um, video games and stuff, and yeah. and obviously like aeronautic shows and stuff. Um, but yeah, this absolute mad bastard called Dario Costa, he set a new Guinness World Record. Um, when he piloted a small aircraft through a set of narrow tunnels in Turkey. Now, we're not talking like a big boy tunnel, like the, I don't know, the the the, the tunnel, as the, as the kids you call it. You could fly it through the tunnel, could he? You could fly through the tunnel. It'd be pretty endless. You'd run out of fuel. That's underwater. <laughs> That's underwater. But he, this guy just flew like a little wee, a little wee plane with Red Bulls on the wing, uh, basically um, 150 miles per hour in through a like a cargo tunnel or, or like a um, just a normal tunnel that you or I would drive our Fiat 500s through. Incredible. Yeah, um, I saw it. I saw the he, GIF. It was amazing. He did two 
He didn't just do one tunnel either. Like he comes, he goes into one tunnel, and then you think, oh well, he's, he's over. He's gone into another tunnel as well, and the wings are so cl- the wings are in the right and left lanes, the hard shoulders of yeah. this fucking tunnel, and any any sort of deviation. He would be a fireball. It's incredible, and he's in the he's in the uh, he's in the Guinness World Record uh, book, obviously. But I mean, I, he's the only person who's ever fucking done it, so it's incredible, absolutely I, I, incredible. Um, I particularly like a bit about the story where because he actually flies through two tunnels. After the first tunnel, he comes out into the open air again for a bit, mm. and he was anticipating crosswinds before right. he went into the next tunnel, which meant that he had to basically manage that as well before he went into <laughs> the next. It's it's. Like so, have you seen you've seen the film Free Solo? That Alex Honnold climbs the, yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the El Capitan, right? Hopefully. And in the movie, for those who haven't seen it, he goes and has a couple of MRI scans, and they work out the part of his brain that is responsible for fear just mm. isn't working properly. So <laughs> the, the the natural kind of physical physiological responses to certain pressure situations like sweaty hands, um, lack of confidence, dizziness, etc. He just doesn't experience it. And I yeah. wonder if this guy's probably got the same thing because to even attempt it is insane, absolutely mm. insane. It's it, 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 it's it's the sort of thing you would see in um, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is actually, yeah. yeah. It's, and the, it, mo- the most the adventurous thing, thing I ever fucking do is order something slightly different from a takeaway menu. But, but do you have reaction times of less than 250 milliseconds? Because the... Met- Metro have run this uh, run this piece and basically wrote um, he, he requires reaction times of less than two hundred and fifty milliseconds. Now, that's just a quarter of a second. Say a quarter of a second. It's not quite as impressive when it's a quarter of a second. I suppose when you put milliseconds yeah. in there, I think it sounds more impressive. I, I suppose. Yeah, I it. suppose. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I didn't think about that. You're absolutely it doesn't right. seem it doesn't seem that good. I reckon I've got reaction times of two hundred and fifty milliseconds. I've seen you play football and you definitely haven't. <laughs> no, that's my body. That, <laughs> my brain has those things, but like yeah. yeah but your body's got to execute it, hasn't it? He's not yeah, flying it with his brain. Point, actually. He's good not point. Stephen Hawking it with his like So funny. And that was that was that's an interesting story, and that was an amazing video. I mean, I don't know why he's doing it other than the fact that he's just, I guess it's a Red Bull thing and he wants to break yeah. a record or whatever, but it's absolutely insane. I Why are you agree. doing it? Why um, are you doing it? The other, the other story you put in the running order this week, Pete, or for Thursday's show was uh, a band who turned up to their own show mm. by driving a bulldozer through the venue, <laughs> which I like particularly because it's a funny story, but also because it's the guy from Boredoms who I've actually seen live are a completely different kettle of fish to this. Right. Okay. Uh, Yamatanka Ai. <laughs> yeah. So so they were a Japanese noise band in the mid-80s, and they used to do all sorts of mad stunts, like use power tools and drills and heavy mm. machinery and stuff in their live shows and in their music. And he went on to form Boredom, who were, Boredoms, who were a little bit different to that. Mm. But um, apparently some of the things that they did on stage um, was he had to be stopped at the last minute from throwing a Molotov cocktail on the stage. <laughs> which is probably not ideal. A lot of wooden uh, venues in Japan as well. <laughs> strapped a circular saw to his back and almost accidentally cut his own leg off. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently loads of other things like, yeah, before he got before like, he got shut down for doing it. This is interesting to me because it's like, I guess he probably considers himself to be like a proper performance artist, you know? Mm. And a lot of people would say the fine line between that and just being a complete dick 
is very, very, very small. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. And and I would obviously he went on to um, form uh, the band Boredoms that you've actually seen play. Um, bearing in mind this was his his formative years in Hanatarash, his his previous uh, his previous uh, band. Uh, you know, trying to cut his own leg off, throwing Molotov cocktails around, and driving a, a massive um, bulldozer into the. Uh, into, into the back wall of a venue and onto the stage. So, like, it it would be very difficult to get um, some kind of liability insurance for your next gig. If that's what you <laughs> did last gig, he says, oh, look, I am not part of Han- Hannah Tarash anymore. I'm very much part of the band Boredoms. I've just formed them. Uh, and would you like to host our first gig? No, thank you. No, thank you. I also think contextually it's really interesting because... Like the fact that he's, we talked a bit about this on Monday, didn't we? The fact that he's Japanese means it's seen for some reason in a slightly different context, right? Yeah. And I, I find this sort of thing. If someone said to me, do you want to listen to an hour of Christian rock or Christian music? I'd say no, because I'd say it's boring. <laughs> and it's, you know, as we talked about before. Uh, but uh, like, I, if you listen to like some really good, I mean, obviously the great spike, uh, the great um, Lee Scratch Perry died a few weeks ago like mm. he produced this record called the heart of the congos by a, a band a reggae band called the congos and it's mm. basically all about god but yeah. for some reason it's fucking cool it's just good yeah yeah it just yeah. sounds yeah. really yeah. cool like I, guess, I don't know why but it's just it's just the context so if a bloke if you know you couldn't really if you if was, this was some really posh guy doing it doing this for like extinction rebellion mm. driving a bulldozer through something <laughs> you'd probably go i'll oh, get a get a life do you know what i mean or some people might <laughs> is what i'm saying yeah. but it's like you know when otis ferry run into the houses of parliament and threw flour at the mps yes that's but right he's didn't like, he didn't he swing off the uh, epitaph as well cenotaph yeah swung off the, the epitaph. Got, sorry, I, epitaph sorry the, <laughs> the but, uh the uh, my Ex-partner used to be quite good, quite good friends with him. <laughs> he was a bellend. Yeah, but the thing is, he's, he's perceived as rightly or wrongly, and some would say rightly. Now, I don't know him as being this really super privileged, posh, rich kid with nothing better to do with his time. And so everyone mm. just fucking says, you know, get over yourself. You know what I mean? When it's some kind of Japanese noise artist, people are like, whoa, what a yeah. statement. You I can't mean, just do what I'm saying is you can't just run around doing whatever you want and go and shout and it's an art statement, I guess. Yamatanka I. Dis- disagrees. Yama, Yama, Yaman Tank, Taka, uh, who, whose real name is Tetsuro Tetsuro Yamatsuka. So there you go. Um, what I like about his little uh, Wikipedia is this one now. Um, all of the different kind of projects he's worked on. He is a prolific recorder of music. He um, is. Some of his artists: Audio Sports, Boredoms, um, DJ Pika Pika Pika. Uh, and uh, under Hannah Tarashi, uh, the band in which he brought a, a digger through through one of the stages, um, one of their albums, uh, "Take Back Your Penis," <laughs> "Take Back Your Penis," "The yeah. Lift Boys" is one of his, his other uh, side projects. MC Hellshit and uh, DJ Carhouse, um, all kinds of stuff. When uh, I saw Boredom's live, it was like about thirty. From what I remember, it was like thirty people in a massive semicircle. <laughs> and he was just running around like a maniac in between them. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of interesting. But you know, Good. speaking of um, when someone may or not may or may not have swung off the cenotaph, do you know when someone put a grass Mohican on Winston Churchill? Cool, iconic. Nobody Doesn't that seem anymore. quaint now? <laughs> it does seem quaint to be quite right. I mean, yeah. It probably wasn't, but for some reason, everything because the world's gone to absolute shit, it just feels like that was quite a quaint thing at the time. Yeah, and and they probably had some very very good points. Was it a climate? Uh, it was it a climate uh, uh, a protest. I, th- I think it was, wasn't it? I can't really remember, but um, 
What harm's being done? Putting a putting a Mohican made of <laughs> grass on a man's head, on statue's of... head. <laughs> Isn't it lightly um, electrified, Churchill? It's the only one that is in in. Lincoln. Really? So the birds don't shit on its head. We can't, they can't, we're very angry. Surely the people aren't electrifying statues. Yeah, I mean it's not a, not a huge voltage, but if you're a bird, a couple of volts up your up your cloaca, that's going to upset you. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Is that why you sometimes see pigeons with only one foot? Yeah, being burned off by uh, <laughs> one of them landed on the Winston Churchill statue. <laughs> Classic. All right, Pete, let's have a break. When we come back, yeah. we've got to do some battery brands, and we've got to catch up with some emails because we did hardly any on Monday. All right, then let's do that. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Transfer deadline day. Ashwood City are drifting under manager Sven Joran Eriksson and chief executive Patrick Nolan is willing to do whatever it takes to turn things round. Oh, look, it's just for a season or two, you know. We, we get them really cheap, you know, 10% of what they're worth in some cases. And, I mean, the sponsors it would attract as well as the cachet. Patrick Nolan, MBE, stop talking. This is a fucking Tevez and Mascherano player heist. In the award-winning football mockumentary, The Offensive, the thick of it meets the Premier League, and things are about to reach breaking point in the boardroom. That's the rules, Woody. Oh, so now we like the rules, do we? Woody, you can't just move a piece and make up how to play. Well, you don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. No, move that back. Fucking get off. Don't touch my pieces. You're cheating. You're cheating. Cheating. That's an invasion of my pieces, that. Stop fingering my bishop. You don't know what he's doing. It's not... Oh... Start your Ashwood City journey and listen to The Offensive wherever you get your podcasts. The Offensive is a stack production. We're back for batteries. As uh, mentioned before, boys, 
and your emails. Uh, Peter? Do you want to kick us off with your batteries? We're going to do batteries first. Prepare the search. Yeah. Okay, prepare the search. All right, I'm you ready? In there. Let I'm me know in when there. you're ready. Wait a second. Uh, doo, 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 doo. I forgot that we do the search. Mm. You can uh, just fill for 10 seconds. Yeah, sure, I will do. No problem. So, obviously, every week we do battery brands from our lovely listeners who come across different types of batteries and send them in for appraisal. We are trying to build the world's biggest. We haven't finished. Oh, sorry. The world's biggest database of, of batteries because <laughs> you always find weird ones in yeah. strange electronics. So first up this week, our friend Dave Creasy, who's emailed in with a pair of Carrera RCs. Carrera, as in Porsche Carrera, mm-hmm. RCs. I think they might be a new player. Carrera, just typing that in. What do you think? Hmm. Carrera is quite a popular word in uh, is it? Spanish. Uh uh, and I think, yeah, I don't think anyone sent in a Carrera uh, battery um, apart new from Dave Creasy. player. Congratulations to you, yeah. Dave Creasy. You have entered a new player into the game. Well done to you. Luke Goodwin has put up a GP Super. A now, GP Super. Luke, 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 Luke. GP Super. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you now, uh, we'll be in here. Uh, what? Whoa. What? What? GP Ultra is a staple of the Luca yeah. Pete show. Yeah. The fucking GP Super? What? It's Three years player. ago. Not sure if this is a new player, to be honest, but it's been keeping me safe for a few years. The GB Super. We've never had a GP variant with the word Super in it. There Luke. we go. Congratulations well done, to you, mate. Luke Goodwin. And one thing I would say is, you know, it's a matter of fucking course. Please make sure you put that battery back in your smoke alarm. Because uh, <laughs> it would be a terrible coda to this amazing success story to hear that shortly after getting a new player entering the game, you've burnt to death. Yeah, I've um, taken down all of my smoke alarms. Got three smoke alarms in the house and they just kept tweeting. So they came down. Um, so now we don't have smoke alarms. <laughs> to anyone listening, please don't do chilling. that. Absolutely um, chilling. So, Pete, we're two out of two here. There's a chance we could go three for three for the first time yeah. ever because Phil Williams has sent in what I believe to be a truly remarkable battery, an Our Family Alkaline. Right. Our Family Alkaline. Our Family Alkaline. Let me just pop that it's in It's got an there. amazing little uh, photo on it. It looks so wholesome. Oh, it's like a lo- it's a, it's a sort of um, sort of logo you would see on some butter, I think. Yeah, Our I agree. Family Distributed by Nash Finch Company yeah. uh, in Minneapolis. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a new player. Potentially a new player. Wow. Brilliant. So we're three out of three. Three out of three, baby. Well done, everyone. Congratulations right. to Dave, Luke, and Phil. And very, very well done. And we hope to maintain that standard next week. And before we move on from Battery Brands into some more of your traditional emails, mm-hmm. I've got a follow-up from Andrew Burke. Now, regular listeners will remember that Andrew E. Mudden a while back claiming Chimpanzee++ batteries. Um but he didn't attach a photo. So he's followed up with an email saying, guys, I was delighted to hear that my chimpanzee plus plus batteries were indeed a new player, but I was not aware a picture was required. Well, first of all, Andrew, I mean, you could just send any words in then, couldn't you then? And it it would, it would be fine. The boom, boom, bash, bashes. I've got some boom, boom, bash, bashes. (laughs) Oh, cool. I've got some, um, I've got some uh, venue bulldozers. Um, (laughs) So anyway, Andrew, you haven't officially had a new player because you haven't shown us proof. But Andrew picks up the story by saying, being a long-time listener, I was not aware a picture was ever stipulated previously in order to become an accepted new entry. Well, listen, it's just common sense. So yeah. there we go. We don't we don't hold your hand through everything. <laughs> um, he says, since removing the batteries from our handheld dust compactor to be replaced, I can report that the Wi-Fi I have access to has thrown them away. 
Uh, not only does this mean that I cannot provide a picture, it also means the batteries were incorrectly disposed of. I ask that as a loyal and long-term stack listener, you reconsider your stipulation for a special consideration in this incident. In this instance, I offer you my word as my truth. <laughs> Should I come across the chimpanzee plus plus in the future, you two fine gentlemen will be the first to know. Warmest regards, Andrew. Pete, the best we can do, I think, is perhaps tentatively accept it with an asterisk until we see a photo. Yeah. Holding think of, it, think of this as a blank check, um, and, and we'll fill it in later. We'll fill, we'll fill the signature in later. You just get, yeah. you, you've, written the, you've written the sum. We'll sign it in a bit, all right? Yeah, but we choose That's the sum, fair. Pete. This is going right. to fall down otherwise. Okay, all right. We choose the sum as well. Just give us your checkbook, mate. Just give us your checkbook, Andrew. There we go. Right, Pete, have you got an email from us? for us? I do have an email from Justin. Hey, Justin. Uh, hello. So, hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, so, regarding why sheep can get away with only eating grass, I remember watching some science show years ago, one of the ones by Neil deGrasse Tyson or the Brian Cox uh, that wasn't in Super Troopers or something like that. It actually might have been the excellent Through the Wormhole with Morgan Freeman, uh, which I highly recommend if you've never seen it. Anyway, I had a segment about this very thing, and I figured I'd give you my half-remembered answer in the event a smarter person doesn't email in. Basically, the reason sheep can only eat grass because, uh, is because they're very dumb, apparently. <laughs> they can, right. um, a sheep can spend all day grazing and be fine, but not a human. We could technically get away with it, but we, and specifically our complex brains, would require so much grass that there isn't enough time in the day. So we have to expand what we eat to get more bang for the buck, so to speak, and so we can still have time to do other things like listen to the podcast we have access to. Hope this helps and more so. I hope I remembered uh, that correctly, but I'm almost certain and 90% sure that I did. Thanks to all your determined over the years, Justin. So they don't need brain food, uh, yeah. the sheep. They're, they're thick as pig shit, uh, and they create um yeah sheep shit i suppose so they, they eat grass all day to get mm. as much of it as they need and they don't need any complex nutrients because their brains are so bad mm. yeah exactly i still find that quite interesting though because you say that people say oh, they're there they're not very clever or whatever but i mean basic brain function is still quite complicated they know how to walk they can jump over walls they can yeah. give birth they can rear young they can you know smell smell danger they can they can see they can hear so it's still quite surprising Let's feed them a steak. See if they become super clever. What, a steak? Yeah, well, all right. Like, uh, I had a nice steak tartare yesterday. Steak tartare. Where were you, by the way? Uh, one of those kind of... You know, like King's Cross used to be just sex workers and uh, needle users. Uh, yeah. It's, it's quite nice now, isn't it? <laughs> it's some brasserie around the back of that. You're up in King's Cross. Did you, did you stay in King's Cross then? I did, yeah. After the uh, after the podcast awards. Oh, so uh, you mean no the the, the festival, festival, whatever it is, whatever it is. And you had a steak tartare for breakfast. And I had a steak tartare for breakfast. It was a little bit. They put too much um, leafy stuff on the top. I would just prefer the the steak tartare itself. Oh, I bloody love that stuff. Delicious. The, the photo showed a lot of parsley. A lot. Yeah. Is that what that was? I just thought that you didn't need that. <laughs> you much green stuff I only on saw the top. a photo of it. Yeah. What I, just did it taste like? I just Yeah. I just don't know what what they've added to it. I was just like that was unwelcome. Let me enjoy the egg. Let me enjoy the bloody egg. But you should have got a sheep in to eat all the parsley off. <laughs> exactly, nibbled it off. And well, I can just should've... munch on the back of the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't even know if steak tartare is a recognised breakfast item. I presume it is if you can order it at breakfast. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Look, you have what you want. But the idea of you, because I know you're on a bit of a hangover as well, the idea of you eating a steak, of eating a massive bit of raw beef with a raw egg, 
and loads of parsley on a hangover is just awful to me. It was. <laughs> it was. It wasn't the best time to eat steak tartare. Uh, I'll level with you there. What is the I'll best go time? That um, Any time apart from when you've uh, drank limoncello the night before. <laughs> I think any <laughs> time. If you've not had, have a think. Have I had limoncello in the last twenty-four hours? Which always means I'm pissed. Uh, yeah, I just just uh, go ahead. And but yeah, it was it was unwelcome. Uh, the, oh. the amount of parsley on top of that bloody steak tartare. Terrible. And that was a Sunday morning. So then, did you follow up with your traditional Sunday night Chinese? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. No, we had a roast. Add a roast. Lovely right. job. Um, anyway, so this is a great email from our friend Laurie. I want to read it out. And um, the the subtitle for this is, what is it about our listeners and ridiculous cycling trips? Well, last week you heard a story about one of our listeners just missing a ferry and having to ditch all their own belongings to try and get there on time. Well, <laughs> check this out from Laurie, who says, uh, hi, guys. After tuning into last week's episode during my afternoon stroll, I heard a familiar sounding story from what turned out to be an old course mate of mine from Bristol back in 2012. That coincidence, along with the fact myself and a group of five mates from the same uni did a similar trip at the same time, inspired me to get in touch and share my own experience of a cycle trip we did from Bristol to Berlin. Hollabies. Bloody hell, it's a long old hmm. place, a long old way. Uh, much like Liam's trip, says Laurie, most things started off quite rosy, steady pace, easy flats of the Dutch countryside, and lovely locals waving us on or asking us about our journey. The first blip occurred on the German border. After days of cycling, wild camping, no showers and shitting in the woods, we decided to treat ourselves to a stay over at a campsite where we could wash our clothes, take hot showers and have a swim in the communal pool. Upon arrival, a few of our party got slightly overexcited at the prospect of the pool and so dropped all their equipment, slung the bikes to the floor and legged it with the intention of diving straight in. You can imagine that, can't you, Donny? Yeah, it, it sounds... Very exciting. But surely you would have to take all your clothes off before you jumped in. Well, allow Laurie to pick up the story Mm. because it gets a little bit more sinister than that. Uh, Laurie says, My mate Max was at the front of the run and decided to dive headfirst into what seemed to be the deep end of the pool. Cue the sound of a dull thud, then him emerging from the water like the gates of hell, screaming and clutching his now obliterated nose (laughs) (laughs) that was gushing with blood while forming an immediate red aura in the pool from which he stood. (laughs) There were two little girls standing in the pool at the time, which probably should have indicated the pool's depth, that didn't look too impressed with the scenes unfolding, and they quietly got out and walked away, leaving poor Max screaming in the water. Upon closer inspection, I took him to the toilets where we examined the damage and found he must have hit an upturned tile at the bottom of the pool as there were specks of blue tiling embedded into his very deep gash across the bridge of his nose. (laughs) Skip forward a few hours, there was no taxi or bus service and the nearest hospital was back in the Netherlands. So myself and Max cycled the 20-odd kilometres to the hospital with blood still pouring for him to get stitched up and then told off by a local Dutch woman for worrying his mother. This was followed by a very sketchy nighttime ride back to the campsite with zero visibility and understandably much pain for poor Max. I never got the chance to set foot in the pool and he still has a blue scar across his nose to this day, which I'd bloody love to see a photo of, by the way, Laurie, but you haven't attached a photo. (laughs) Laurie finishes the story by saying, 
This was to be one of the many impending mishaps throughout the trip, including stolen equipment, staying in an abandoned insane asylum, exhaustion, fire burns, diarrhea throughout, which is where I gained the unshakable nickname Sloppy, and waking up one night in the woods to a mysterious man standing in the middle of our campsite. But the crown jewel of fuck-ups happened during the final leg of our journey while getting uh, from Berlin to Prague. Our friend Jack had been feeling slightly under the weather for the last few days, something at the time we attributed to exhaustion and a lengthy hangover. To cut a long story short, it turned out he had been suffering from the early effects of Lyme disease, which after a few days of heavy drinking while camping and relentless cycling had taken its toll on him. It ended with him ditching his bike and all of his equipment in the Czech Republic and taking the first plane back to Bristol, where a doctor said they caught it just in time and he was actually pretty lucky to be alive. All in all, great trip, would highly recommend. Love the show, Laurie. (laughs) So honestly, some people have such active lives that involve... There's <laughs> a lot going on there, isn't there? I, 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 It just doesn't... None of that seemed like fun. None, and, and they saw the easy flats of the Netherlands. Like, I just call that the ground. Like, that's yeah. just the ground for me. I don't but worry you, about it's how not a bit of that. It's not a bit of you in that even when you were a young man. A young Lyme disease, maybe. No, I'm not... An, I'd, 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 I'd be doing that, but I'd be in a train doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I, like the cycling thing just seems... You're adding too many variables in there. Ugh. For me, I can't be asked with a camping. I can't Stressful. be asked with that. And yeah, Laurie no. sounds like a dangerous man to know, by the way. I mean, he sounds like, he sounds like the only guy come out of it unscathed. <laughs> Did he fall into that pool? We'll never know. And also just diving headfirst into into life is a good thing, but diving headfirst into a pool you haven't really seen is is not ideal at all. No, I've seen one of my one or two of my friends have done the same thing with not quite such horrific circumstances, but they've yeah. hurt themselves. And, and having a bit of tile jammed in your nose. It's just It's all dreadful, Luke. I don't yeah. care for this at all. It's on disgusting. That note, on that note, we should probably leave it for yeah. this week. So that has been the Luke and Pete show for the week. We hope you have a lovely weekend. Um, and, yeah, get in touch if you want to send us similar stories or even perhaps a story of your own. It's uh, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com, the email address, at lukeandpeteshow on Twitter and Instagram. That's about it, isn't it, Pete? There's nothing else to say other than see you later and and we'll see you you again on Monday. All right, then. We'll see you on Monday. Check us out. Give us an email. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com like what Luke just said. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet beans. Ah, sweet beans. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.